0: listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in, welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the rest of us, coming at you from the great state of Minnesota, and I am so glad you are listening to this episode of the podcast. Thank you for being a listener, a subscriber. Thank you for allowing me to have a voice in your life. Uh, This is episode 289, and this is going to be the first episode I've posted in quite some time. Uh, I am recording this in April of 2020, and the last time I posted, posted an episode I believe it was way back in November of 2019. So I'm sorry that I've been out of pocket. I apologize. I've had a just crazy busy life uh, in the last few months. God has been so kind to me. A lot of great stuff happening. I'll give you an update in just a moment. Uh, many people have, have emailed me or tweeted me and just said, hey, where, when are you coming back? I've actually had several people who found the podcast recently. Uh, a couple dozen people over the last few months that have found the po- podcast and have said, hey, found your podcast, listening, I love it. W- when are you coming back? Or have you stopped posting? Um, so no, I've not stopped posting. I've just been busy. But here I am back in the saddle and it feels good. A couple quick updates before I get to the content, before I talk about uh, the topic that is on everyone's mind right now, the the pandemic, the novel, the novel coronavirus pandemic that, that our world is currently facing. A couple quick updates. Um, for the last few years, I was working on a an MDiv. It's a Master's of Divinity. That's kind of really the that's kind of like the, the 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 flagship degree that seminaries offer. It's kind of the the standard degree that that for, for or traditionally throughout American history has been the degree most pastors and ministers get. Um, and so I, I decided to go to seminary and uh, did that. And I just finished uh, in December of 2019. Completed. Um, all of my graduate work there, and so uh, that's not completely true. Actually, I finished in in January of 2019. Um, I was slotted, or slated, I should say, actually slated to finish in December of 2019, and I intentionally delayed it because there was a class I wanted to take in January, um, a one week intensive class. So went down to Kansas City, took that class, and just absolutely loved it. A class on the kind of the history and the scholarship of the uh, the first and second Great Awakenings, just phenomenal course. Um, anyway, so uh, so finished in January, actually. Um, and then over the last few months, I've had several transitions, transitioned to uh, my, my job. Uh, i still teaching, adjunct professor at Bethany Global University, but I also have a, a different position um, at a local church. And then also I've um, been dating a young woman in my life uh, over the last few months, and we are actually engaged to be married. And so um, I'm recording this in April of 2020. Um, we are we are uh, currently slated, planning, intending to get married on May first, 2020. So that's just a few days away from the time I'm recording this episode. And so, uh, in the midst of the craziness of the COVID-19 pandemic and all the shelter-in-place and all the things going on, we are we decided we're going to get married in the midst of all this. We don't care. And so, uh, if you're listening to this after May first, 2020, I'm uh, God willing, I'm already a married man. And so that's uh, that's fantastic. Um, so that's that's what's going on in my life. I just, I've been really busy with job transition degree. I'm actually started my Ph.D. as well. So I'm working toward a, a Ph.D. in historical theology at the same school that I got my MDiv. Um, So working toward that, getting married. So just kind of been busy. So I haven't had time to to post. But my intention is, if the Lord will allow, is to carve out time um, regularly over the next few months to be posting. Because I love doing this and I love the interaction. Man, you guys are, some of you guys are just fantastic. Some of the content, excuse me, some of the emails that I've gotten in response to my content, some of the tweets and encouraging words, man, have just been fantastic. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I've been corresponding with a lot of people by email. Uh, If you have questions, feel free to, Continue to email them in. Um, I'm Hey Ortiz at Theology for the rest of us.com. That's H E Y O R T I Z at Theology for the rest of us.com. I'd love to correspond with you. So, okay, so that was a long intro, a lot of preamble, updates of my world, but let's get to the topic at hand. Um, I have had several people. Uh, Actually, probably into the dozens of people who have reached out to me by Twitter, by text message, by email, Facebook, whatever, that have asked my opinion on the events of the last few weeks and months related to the the pandemic and all of the ripple effects it has had, um, the the pandemic of the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, I've got a lot of thoughts. I got a lot of opinions. I don't know that I have any hot takes. Uh, I don't think so. At least I had a friend of mine text me a couple weeks ago, say, hey, "You got any any hot takes?" And I said, "I don't think so. I don't think what I have to offer is hot takes." And there's a lot of people out there offering a lot of great wisdom. Uh, I don't think I need to be another voice amongst many voices. I, I don't think so. I think there's a lot of great voices out there. Uh, there's a lot of voices that I would say are not so great, <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I don't I don't I didn't feel obligated to share my opinions on these. However, uh, because I think there's a lot of voices now that are starting to say things that I think are detrimental and harmful, and it has, it seems to me like there are more uninformed voices than there are informed voices. There, there seems to be more harmful things being said than helpful things being said. Um, in addition to that, a lot of my friends and listeners want to know what I think. And I figured since you guys want to know what I think, I figured I should share what I think. So, so here I go. I'm not attempting to be, uh, not, not attempting to be a hot, a hot take giver. That's not my, it's not my, my goal in this. That's not typically what I typically do in the podcast anyway. Um, but some of this is going to come across, I think, as hot takes. I think, I think some things I'm going to say are going to come across as controversial. I think some of the things I'm going to say are going to come across as, um, as, as offensive. I don't mean it to be. It's not the hope. Um, however, I'm going to. Uh, I think it's going to come across that way. So my intention is to give some thoughts in this episode, and then do several more episodes. I'm going to kind of do a, maybe a mini series. So this will probably be at least three or four episodes of various thoughts that I'm going to tackle. I don't know how many episodes it'll actually end up being, if I'm honest, it may end up being more than that, but I'm just going to keep recording until I've said everything I think I need to say, and then I'll probably be done. So I'm going to start off here in this episode giving um, giving kind of one primary thought, kind of the preeminent thought that I want you to walk away with, and then some resources that I want to commend to you. Um, so here we go. My primary thought, here's my perspective that is that is preeminent above everything else I'm going to say. Ready? These are not uncertain times. Okay, I'm going to say that again. The the times in which we live, they are not uncertain times. That's a pretty prominent uh, phrase that's been thrown around by a lot of people, the word uncertain. People say these things, hey, these uncertain times in which we live or the uncertain times we find ourselves in, right? You know, with with all these these uncertainties we are facing, right? That's the common uh, response or common... Phrase thrown around by a lot of different people um, in the media, even Christian friends I have. A lot of people are using that terminology, and I want to push back on that statement. For the Christian, if you are if you are a a genuine Christian, someone who genuinely believes in Jesus, you have you have wholeheartedly put all of your hope and trust in Christ and in Christ alone for salvation. You actually love God, and you you love Christ. And he is your greatest hope. Okay, If that's you, you're a real Christian, believer, let me talk to you. You are not uncertain about what the future holds. You're not. You should not be. Because the Holy Spirit inspired the word of God to make sure we were not uncertain. Friends, let me tell you what the end of the story is. You ready? Jesus comes back. Jesus wins. Jesus reigns forever. That's it. That's the end of the story. That's some good preaching, by the way, right there. Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen, brother. Like, it's simple, but seriously, Christians, these are not uncertain times in which we live. Christian, you know the end of the story. The end of the story is that you are with Christ, reigning forever with a glorified body in glory, in all of eternity, into perpetuity, forever, with Jesus enjoying his presence being fully satisfied in his glory experiencing his presence and joy forever forever right as the as the sandlight once taught us forever i think sometimes as christians we freak out we have anxiety we have we have moments of frustration moments of uh, where we feel uh, uh, uncertain where we feel things are un- unstable and i want to tell you christian this is not a moment in which we ought to feel unstable or uncertain because we know the end of the story already now we may not know the next chapter of the story we may not know how many chapters are even in the story but we all know the end of the story. We may not know the middle chapters of the story in which we are facing, but we do know the last chapter of the story that we are facing. That's that's what we know for sure. And we know that everything in the world in which we live, everything we face, everything, all of it, 100% of, of all the things in this world will work together to bring about the end of the story. Romans 8 shouts to us that clear message that all things work together for the good of those who love Christ, who are called according to his purpose. Christian, if you love Christ, listen to me. If you are called according to his purposes, if you are in Jesus, you know the end of the story. And you know that all things in this life will be worked together. God will use those things as the, the impetus and the instrument to bring about good in your life. God will take all the things and he will fold those into the causality of bringing about good for you on your behalf. That is a guarantee you can take it to the bank. Friends, we are not uncertain. For the Christian, these are not uncertain times. We never live in uncertain times. These times may be unique. They may be different. They may be unprecedented in some ways, but they are not uncertain. Believer, you know exactly where you're headed that's reigning with Christ forever and ever. And that should encourage you. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make light of real anxiety. There are real reasons in this life why we end up feeling anxious. It, it happens to all of us, right? All of us wrestle with this at some point in our lives. All of us deal with things that, that ca- catch us off guard. They shock us. They, they they unnerve us. They make us, you know, frustrated or nervous or whatever. Like that happens to all of us. I'm not trying to make light of that. I just want to remind you of the end of the story, right? The, the end of the story is we win because Jesus wins and we're in Christ. Like we're on the winning team. Christ will reign supreme. And he will wipe every tear from our eye. He will calm every, every, every anxious and every anxiety. He will eliminate every fear. He will right every wrong. He will vindicate us. He is our righteous judge and defender and protector in whom we trust. We have no reason to fear. We have no reason for that. We certainly face moments where we face real pain and real grief and real angst. And I want to give you some resources in a moment that I think will help you in that. I'm not saying those things don't happen. Of course we do. We feel those things. But in those moments, we have to remind ourselves that we know that all things work together for our good. We know that Christ will come back. He promised it. It's it's alluded to and described dozens, if not hundreds of times throughout the Old Testament and explicitly taught very clearly multiple times in the New Testament. Jesus made it very clear to us in the Gospels. The, the, The apostles make it clear throughout the epistles. John makes clear in Revelation. We know the end of the story. Jesus will come back and he will reign forever. Praise be to God. Let me uh, me, let me close this episode with one great quote that I heard recently that I thought was fantastic, and then I'll commend some resources to you. Um, There's a great quote from a guy named Francis Grimke. He was a church leader and pastor um, during the Spanish flu of 1918. The Spanish flu of 1918 circled the globe. I mean, the entire globe, millions of people were killed by this. It was a, a significant, lethal a disease that was far more devastating than what the novel coronavirus is today, right? When, when we're comparing the lethal potency and the detriment that the Spanish flu of 1918 caused, that's it's way, way worse than what we're facing today. Okay, like uh, I, I'm not saying what we're facing t- facing today is no big deal. It certainly is. It's very real, and, and and we know people that are that are being killed by this thing. This is a very real thing. Um, but the Spanish flu was way worse. And Francis Grimke in the middle of this thing or sorry uh, later uh, toward the end of the flu when it, when, the, when the plague when the pandemic was sort of kind of starting to calm down he is looking back on what had happened and and how millions of people were wiped out by this all around the world and he he says this quote that I just think is fantastic and so it'll be in the show notes as well if you want to if you want to get it it says he says while the plague was raging what a comfort it was to feel that we were in the hands of a loving father. Like, like in the middle of the plague, raging, we don't have to worry or be concerned. Like could we die? Absolutely, It's very real. Could you get COVID-19 and, and die from it? Absolutely. That's a very real possibility. However, however, for the Christian, even in the midst of a raging plague, you can be comforted because you are in the hands of a loving father. He continues, Grimke continues, he says this whether we were smitten with the epidemic or not, we knew it would be well with us, that there was no reason to be alarmed. Oh, Christian, believer, follower of Christ, child of God, this is for you. Friends, this is for you. Even in the midst of craziness, whether you are smitten with a disease or not, whether you are inflicted or not, that None of that should shake you to your core. We have no reason to be alarmed, as Grimke says, because we are in the hands of a loving father. Should we be wise and try to avoid disease? Of course, wash your hands. Practice the social distancing protocols, right? Do do the things that you're being asked to do. Be wise, right? Be smart. Don't be foolish. But there's never a reason to be alarmed or be concerned, you are in the hands of a loving father um, last thing I'll um, I'll say is just give you a quick update on my own personal life related to coronavirus and then give you some resources um, I actually know two people that are close to me that are people that I know that have passed away from this disease recently um, one of them is a pastor we, we're not super close but a pastor that I knew pastor friend of mine in um, upstate New York 46 years old he was perfectly healthy had no issues no underlining condition, which is pretty rare. I mean, the, the, the vast majority of people who are dying from this are people who are elderly or people who have underlying conditions. He had none of that. So this is, I mean, that this is its highly unlikely for someone who's 46, who's perfectly healthy to die from this. We, we know that. Um, but it, this has happened to my, to my friend. Um, he passed away a few weeks ago. Pretty, pretty crazy situation. And the way it went down and uh, several elders of the church, they had, they had been on a pastoral retreat and I guess they, someone got infected with it and gave it to the rest of them because several pastors of that church died uh, from this. Uh, most of them were elderly or had underlying conditions. So um, to, it would make it, it sort of explainable why they would die. But my friend had died from it. It's totally crazy that it would happen that way. Um, and so just pray for that church. You know, you don't have to know the name of it. Just pray for that church in New York. And then um, also um, my grandmother died a few weeks ago from from COVID-19. Uh, my grandmother was in her late eighties. She was in poor health um, already. She'd been through uh, uh, breast cancer three times. She had four heart stints in her heart. Been through you know uh, heart surgery multiple times over the last twenty years. Double mastectomy. Uh, I was having some kidney issues. She was in her late eighties, approaching ninety years old. Um, she, she she was in she was actually in, in poor health, and so um, she actually passed away. It was uh, tragic. Our family was obviously very s- sad. Um, Devastated. Uh, I'm not someone that cries very easily, but I, I cried. And uh, so she contracted COVID nineteen, and uh, you know lungs were failing, organ failure, things of that nature. And it was hard. It was very, very hard uh, for our family. And so when I speak of this, I'm not speaking about something I just saw on on CNN or Fox News or you know or NPR or whatever news station you listen to, right? I'm not just following it from afar. This this is like real. Like, like a pastor friend of mine and my grandmother both died from this disease. And so I'm. Um, I'm speaking from a, a personal hurt in this moment. And um, and I just know that even in the midst of this, even in the midst of knowing these two situations and knowing the, the thousands of people being impacted by this around the globe, uh, we're far more than just thousands, right? We're into the hundreds of thousands of people that have been impacted around the globe. I know that I'm in the hands of a loving father and that everything that happens to me will be worked out by God for my good. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I do know it will absolutely happen. And so friends, I wanna commend you to, I wanna encourage you, um, don't be afraid, don't be anxious. You are in the hands of a loving father. If you are not a Christian listening to this, I wanna make it clear, that does not apply to you. You should be worried and anxious, but you should not be worried and anxious about COVID-19. You should be worried and anxious about something much grander than that, that's heaven and hell because they're real. Heaven and hell are very real. And so if you're not a Christian, I would, I would encourage you to pray to God. Repent. Ask Him to forgive you of your sin. Put all of your trust in Christ and in Christ alone. Believe in Jesus. And if you don't know how to do that or what that means, feel free to email me, hey Ortiz at theology for the rest of us.com. I would love to talk with you as soon as possible about that. If you are not a Christian, you should be deathly afraid of not just what could happen to you in this life, but what could happen to you in the next life, in eternity. Believe in Jesus. He loves you. He has made a way for you to not have to suffer the eternal consequences of your sin. Believe in Christ, in Christ alone for your salvation, and you will be saved. That is the promise we have. And then all the things I've said in this podcast will then apply to you. You you too will be in the hands of a loving Father. Hey, a couple quick resources for you. They will be in the show notes of this episode, so you can find it in the podcast player you're listening to or on our website, TheologyForTheRestOfUs.com. Uh, there's a book that John Piper just wrote, and in typical Piper fashion, it is just fantastic. It is called uh, Coronavirus and Christ. That's it. So, And there's an audio book you can download for free at DesiringGod.org. Um, and John Piper reads it himself. He's actually never read one of his audio books. So you can check it out. It's a fantastic resource. I would definitely encourage you to listen to it. You can listen to it on regular speed in like two and a half hours or whatever, something like that. It's short. It's awesome. Also, um, there are two articles written by a friend of mine. His name is Marshall Siegel. He is one of the executive editors over at Desiring God. He's also a member uh, of my church, and he's become a friend of mine. He has written two articles that are fantastic. One of them is at Desiring God's website. The other one is at our church website, citieschurch.com. And so those are both linked up in the show notes of this episode. One of the articles is called what Courage Might Corona Unleash? And the other one is called Let the Lily Have Today. These are two fantastic articles. They're short. Check them out. And then the final resource you'll find on the in the show notes is a resource from Westminster Theological Seminary. They put together basically Fifteen of the greatest chapters ever written on anxiety, suffering, fear, and lament. Uh, Fifteen of the greatest chapters. Sometimes some of them are contemporary authors like Ed Welsh, David Paulson, uh, Tim Keller. um, You know, there are others. And then there's some historical voices in the in the PDF as well, Charles Spurgeon, John Calvin, some of the Puritans, people like that. Um, so it's a PDF. It's free of charge. Westminster put it together. It's basically you know 15 different chapters. You know, one chapter from 15 different books compiled together in one PDF. It is a fantastic resource, especially if you're someone that deals with anxiety or fear. Uh, this will be a great great resource. I highly encourage you to check it out. So you can head over to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. Look at the show notes for this episode. Episode, episode two hundred and eighty-nine and click on that right there. It's a PDF that hopefully that will be uh, helpful to you. So that's all I got to offer you. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, please feel free to reach out to me. Shoot me a an email or a tweet. You can find me on Twitter at Kenneth Ortiz. I love corresponding with people on Twitter. Um, I, hope this, I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you. I hope this encourages you to know that you are in the hands of a loving Father and that all things will work together for your good. God is sovereign. God is provident excuse me, God is providential. God is in control. You have nothing to fear, Christian. I love you guys. Have a great day.